everyone. It's Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, Security Boulevard, and you're listening to another DevOps chat. I'm really happy to be joined on uh, this DevOps chat by one of my friends from the Austin boys, James Wickett. James, welcome. Hey, thanks, Alan. Really glad to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure to have you here. So for those of you who may not be familiar with James, you know, James is, is, is really one of the linchpins in, in the, for my money, the best DevOps community in the world. And that's the folks over in Austin with uh, uh, Ernest Mueller and James and Karthik and Boyd and, and just a whole bunch of great people coming out of Austin. But when James isn't busy building the best DevOps community around. He also works at Signal Sciences. And uh, of course, James was also kind of the founder, prime mover behind Rugged DevOps and now DevSecOps, mm -hmm. as, yeah. as you work more with Shannon and, and those folks. So I hope I didn't make you blush, but- uh, uh, well, I think you know, we, we love having you come down to Austin and uh, we're, we're pretty proud of the, um, you know, it feels like the tech community here in Austin is really close knit, and uh, there's there's a, a real family uh, dynamic to it to a certain sense, um, the good kind of family. I know, we're, you know, uh, <laughs> that can be different for different folks, but uh, you know, it's it's very nice, like that that uh, we've been able to do that for so many years, and we're excited for bringing DevOps Days Austin, continuing to come back uh, year after year. So, and your partnership with that has always been great, Alan. So, yeah, no, it's my, it's our pleasure. We. You know, I, I don't say it lightly. I this especially this past year and a half, two years, I've probably been to more DevOps days and DevOps events around the world, mm. not just here in the US. And Austin's a special, special place for it. Um, James, as we were talking off camera a little bit, you know, over at here at DevOps.com and the and the rest of the media ops sites, we're doing an event called Predict 2019. And it's a it's a virtual conference. It's it more than just kind of like a video like this, where it, it's actually a virtual conference where the sponsors have booths and there's a whole session auditorium and everything. But the idea behind it is really to put on our, you know, crystal ball hats and, and take a look at, hey, what does the near-term future look like? You know, if we've been in tech long enough, we know better than to make a long-term future guess. That's right. That's right. Right? Who knows? But near-term, we'll try. So I wanted to spend a couple minutes with you and, and talk about what do you see 2019, the next 12 to 18 months? You know? Yeah. What's yeah. happening on the DevSecOps scene, on, on the on the DevOps scene, on AI ops, on you know, just what what we live in day to day, James? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well that's that's a good question because when you think about DevSecOps and where it is today, I think I always hope that we're further along than we are. And and the, the data still shows that like we have we have some ways to go. Um, there is a uh, a SANS uh, survey on uh, on secure DevOps and and kind of the the, the you know joining of, of security and DevOps and where it is in the current uh, state of the world. And Signal Sciences, along with several other sponsors, are happy to kind of be a part of that survey and that research. But one of the things that is pretty astounding out of that that whole piece is that. Um, 95% of security's uh, responsibilities uh, or 95% or of security people reported that their main kind of thing they were doing was supporting legacy applications. So, um, and, and it's a real telling that um, we see this, um, 
we're seeing it really in security and and DevOps is kind of the same problem we had with Dev and Ops, you know, ten years ago, right? This whole throw it over the wall mentality. Uh, you know, different groups, uh, you know, valued different things. Developers, you know, valued, you know, uh, feature uh, speed and and uh, and and deployment ability, I guess. Operations, you know, valued stability, uh, you know, reliability, things like that, and they, were, they always felt like they were at odds. Well, security comes in as sort of this this third uh, this third wheel here, and well, what what does that uh, what does that do to the mix? And I, I I always you know I'm I'm really happy like to be spending time with some of our customers, some uh, at some events, and I get to hear the stories of people doing things that are radically different than security's done over the last decade. But to say that that's not to say that that's ubiquitous would be false. Like that is just not where we're at right now. And and I think it goes back to that quote, right? And I think this helps us for this twelve to eighteen month uh, uh, prediction piece. Is like the future is here. It's just not widely distributed, right? No. So so I can see what leading high performing uh, companies are doing, and I can just say next twelve to eighteen months is like more people doing some of that stuff, and uh, and I'm I'm excited about that. I agree with you. You know, James, this is something that I you know. I've always kind of felt is that, you know, we, we certainly suffer from shiny trinket syndrome and we always want to know what the next great thing is and what's the next big thing. But what we often forget about is the whole world is in a green field. It would be so great if we only had green fields and new apps to work on. That's right. But we are, we live in a world of legacy apps, right? We're going, no one's throwing out their mainframes. No one's going to just throw away all of these applications that have been built. Excuse yeah, me. We, we live in the brownfield, Alan. We live, right. We live in a very, very brownfield. Yeah. And so to me, should we be focusing near term app modernization, right? And, and how are we, because... At the same time, we have these legacy apps, James. Mm-hmm. We have such new infrastructure possibilities with, you know, so how do you containerize and Kubernetesize and, and servo, make serverless all of this brownfield application? And at the same time, I really think that's an opportunity for security. That's right, come, yeah. To come Great. in and let's do it right, right? Right. Right. Let's fix something that really wasn't set up right the right first well, time. And, and, and the, the inverse, uh, or there, there's another layer to that problem, is that uh, we're seeing people in the security space that are, that are almost cutting edge uh, for, for like what we would call like DevSecOps and people that are doing great. But they're all coming from like large enterprises, which is a really weird thing because innovation from the DevOps space came from like small, medium-sized companies that were able to be nimble and be fast. But... Mm-hmm. When you're at, when you're at a certain size, you don't have security talent on hand. You don't have anybody, you know, on on staff, and you're also you have a different set of concerns, right? Your concerns are staying in business for the next, you know, several right. quarters. Keeping the lights on, right? When we're seeing uh, people like like uh, Shannon Leitz over at Intuit, or we're seeing uh, you know uh, Topo over at. Uh, or Red Capital One, right, or uh, Chitra Longo over at uh, Fannie Mae, right. We're seeing these these stories in the way that people are piecing together pipelines and they're tying all these security things into these these DevOps movements. They're all coming from big companies, and uh, and I don't think there's a, I think there's definitely a connection there, and we're going to see some of that um, security wisdom and and kind of learning of how to do DevSecOps come from the other end of the spectrum, which is, I think is a really Cool thing. And if you would ask me, you would have asked me three years ago, I would not have predicted that at all. No. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you, along those same lines, James, 
to me, this may wind up being the hidden gem or the hidden legacy of DevOps. When I first launched DevOps.com and you were around, you remember, you know, besides everyone yelling about making a commercial, there was this huge argument raging between people about startup DevOps versus enterprise DevOps. And, you know, could enterprises do DevOps? Was it a unicorn thing? And, they, and you know, some of the, I always felt that the right answer was there's only one DevOps, right? There's not a, a startup DevOps and an enterprise DevOps, but different organizations have different things. I think what we've seen over the, the course of evolution is that, yes, DevOps really kind of took hold in the small, mid-sized businesses out of necessity, mm-hmm. but enterprises shaped and molded it and made it work at, the, at these large enterprises and in doing so created opportunity mm-hmm. for the security folks, the QA folks, right? All of these other p- silos yeah. right? that maybe you didn't have at a small company, right? Because everyone wears seven hats. That's right. That's right. Right. But at, at the enterprise level, it's, it's given it a chance to, to flourish and to, it's like a giant Petri dish, right? That's right. And, and so it's great, I, and it's given security people a chance to get in here. So right. well, and, and you look at uh, you know, yeah, you know, you had the you had the vision of like, hey, let's put this for uh, this is not just for uh, startups and and mm-hmm. uh, west coast uh, west coast companies. This is uh, something that can hit you know across. And and, and I love that. I love going to. Um, uh, middle of America uh, DevOps Days events like uh, the Kansas City one was was quite Kansas City was pretty cool, yeah. I right, and and it's and it's I, I liked it because it's uh, people at larger companies wrestling with these problems, trying to make this happen. And um, I, I, I've been lucky enough over the last several years of my career to do a lot of greenfield type stuff, but mm-hmm. it's that's not. That's not the real, that's not the yeoman's work, right? The real tough work that we got to do is uh, transform tra- DevOps transformations in these uh, large enterprises. And you and, and Gene Kim through the DevOps Enterprise Summit, we see uh, stories of these types of transformations happening and seeing security being brought into that. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's really pretty cool. Absolutely. So now, and not to prod you along here, yeah. James. Oh, yeah, prod, prod me. Prod away. where I see it. Yeah. Right? So, we've had a chance to build a little bit of a, a foundation, right? We, we, we see these things happening at the enterprise level. Kansas City, Chicago is another great example. Mm-hmm. Big companies, right? Talking about their, their DevOps and their DevSecOps. How do, we, how do we build on this momentum, James? What, James, what, what shape does that take? What, as security people, what do we need to do? To, to keep yeah. moving that needle. Yeah, that, that's a good question. Uh, let me, uh, can I take two answers on that? And sure, I think take three if you want. Sure, all right, good. Well, uh, I think there's, there's uh, let's start with the first answer. I think we, we're still developing um, uh, a mental model or some sort of platform of like how the, how the delivery pipelines work. Um, I mean, of course, you, you can go to any number of talks, you can see how our people have assembled them, uh, the tooling that they've put in place. Um, but security has a lot of success whenever they can look across the uh, whatever the, the software delivery value chain and say, all right, like 
how are we delivering software and what it, where is you know where's our, our build system or, or our you know development uh, you know like our development process and and uh, and then how do we deploy and deliver all the way to the customer and look across that broadly and find uh, discrete tools that they can add in those places. And, and, and not, not just tools uh, for like software, but like practices or ways to transform, take the, uh, the, you know, the ISC squared CISSP manual and rip out, you know, a good, the, the waterfall, a lot of the waterfall bits, but figure out like, where, where does this change like in, in the modern world? And I think that's, uh, I, I'd say that's like the first uh, approach that I would like to yeah. say. I think philosophically, I would, I'll, I'll kind of answer you with uh, a situation that I was posed with recently. Uh, a friend of mine, he works at a large enterprise company. Um, they are not cloud. Um, just now thinking, hey, maybe we should do this cloud thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, which I, I you know, you, so, some people that are listening to this are like, what? You know, it's how, but that's just the way it is. Like people yeah, are, that's real life. They have so much investment in the data center that like now it's like they finally kind of said, all right, we have some new stuff that we're building that we're, we think that the cloud is where we should do it. And we're hearing these things like Kubernetes and serverless and containers and, you know, whatever. Right? And so we're trying to figure out where, what direction we take with all this. And so now some of these companies, legacy type companies are putting you know resources towards it. Well, this guy is a security guy and he, he, he had them uh, kind of come in and say, you're going to DevOps the thing and, and uh, DevOps is going to be the way, right? Not really, this is a company where maybe they're not even really sure what DevOps really means, right? It's okay, but they've, they've heard it, they've got some of the vision and they're, they're interested. He's very concerned. He says, James, what, what do I do about this? You know, I know you like the DevOps and stuff like that, but uh, you know, what do I do from security perspective? I gave him an answer. I didn't feel great about it. I gave him a, you know, I don't know, find ways to inject stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I went home, thought about it, woke up the next morning. And I was like, I got to call him back. And so I gave him a call and I was like, Hey, uh, the real answer to your question is never say no ever again. Never say no ever again. You, you, you security has lived the world of no for so long. And you, <laughs> you have to, you have to throw that away. Like your new answer has to be yes. You can have, yes, we can. Yes, Yes, with qualifiers. Yes, with whatever. But you got to find ways, creative ways, to say yes. And kind of the uh, cloak and dagger, uh, blame it on compliance, um, slowing down things for whatever. You can't do any of that stuff anymore. You just got to you got to throw out all the um, security gets to to be a blocker. And and I said because every organization that I see high performing, um, what we would now call like DevSecOps teams, but security and DevOps working together. They sort of rip tear up the security playbook and they say, if you are a blocker, everyone in the organization is going to route around you. But if you play ball, like uh, you, you get to be a part of the solution and security has to find a way to add value inside of that. And so, uh, and I said, every single one, you talk to, you talk to any, um, any person who's undergone the transformation and working in any of these, these uh, companies from, from Hulu to Netflix to Intuit or wherever, um, or, you know, or all the ones that we see at DevOps Enterprise Summit, um, they're always finding ways to, to say yes and be part of the solution and not to, to see themselves as a blocker. So I think that's a fundamental like, philosophical shift that security has to undergo. Absolutely. And, and you know, so let me turn around, turn it around on you a little bit. Okay. I'm going to be the Jewish guy spreading the good news today, right? The okay. gospel. Uh, we started off this conversation early on, and you said, "Well, we still have so much more to do, and and 
you know, I wish we would be further along. Yeah. You're right. But yeah. you, I, someone much smarter than me once told me, James, change, especially in technology, is is 99% of the time evolutionary, not revolutionary. Mm, that's right. But when we look back over a period of time, we're often astonished, you know, yeah. what, what that evolution, how that evolutionary change adds up. So the fact that little piece that you espoused right there about not saying no anymore. Mm -hmm. And yes, we can. And, you know, whether you qualify it, caveat it, whatever, but yes, we can. Yeah. It's so powerful. It really is. It's so powerful. Look, I've spent 2001, I've spent 18, 19 years hearing no from mm -hmm. people. And or being part of the note too, to be all in all honesty. I, yeah. Hey, yeah. I mean, you don't want to wind up in jail, I, I got, do you? <laughs> I got my uh, my ISC squared uh, books up there. Yeah. Right? They look at me with a, with an evil eye. Yeah. So, you know, I, I it's refreshing. It's in it's 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 like liberating mm -hmm. to 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 take that attitude. How do we spread this gospel though? How what what more? What better way can we do? I, I know you're involved in, in DevSecOps.org and DevSecOps Days, and I'm obviously too, and at RSA this year, we'll be doing our thing again. But what what more could we do in 2019, James? Oh, man. I, that, I, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer to that question yet. I mean, I, I think there's some uh, pragmatic things. I think we continue to... Uh, say the stories, I, I easily, I, I relate the, what's going on with security right now to what happened with DevOps um, in the, in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And uh, if, if you rewind to like 2009, 2010, um, uh, or in uh, like to say to, for let's say the first, first three years, right. DevOps equaled chef or puppet, like straight up, like that's what it was. And so what, what was that? That was a, um, Operations was finally able to be developers, to act like developers, to shift left, right? Mm. They, they participated in agile type practices with infrastructure. Revolutionary, really cool, uh, really great. Um, but then there was also another, another movement that happened at the same time. And that was the uh, idea that like, we needed to instrument uh, a lot better. We need to do monitoring. Now people talk about observability. Uh, there, is, there is a big push of understanding like what your systems are actually doing. So, uh, and that, that was, then there's kind of the whole like Monitoring Sucks uh, conference. There's the Monitorama, or the Monitoring Sucks movement and the Monitorama in response to it. There's some sure. great, some great products have come out of that, uh, out of that space. So we see uh, uh, things like Datadog and before them CloudKick and, and uh, other folks. Well, I, I relate all that to security because if you look in the first several years of this uh, security and DevOps kind of joining forces, I know we've, you know, people have been talking about it for many years, but but over the last couple of years, what are the things that, that everybody has kind of gone, gone around? It's the whole idea of shift left. Yep. So you see, you see uh, great companies, uh, Sonatype, SNCC, other folks like that, that are, that are, are focusing on, you know, putting all of your development testing, uh, you know, and figuring out what your, what binaries talking about software supply chain, build materials, all that sort of stuff. We're still missing the push, right? Now, I mean, I work at a, or a shift, right type thing. And so like, Signal sciences, we sit at that end of the spectrum. So this is a bit of a self-serving type statement. But I mean, 
you need to have sort of insight in sort of what your application is doing. And when we started the company, we were singularly focused on one question. And that question is, do you know right now if you're under attack? With any degree of certainty, we'll say. You don't have to know 100%, but with any degree. I ask people that question like in conferences and whatever, and uh, almost zero, uh, like I'd say just one or two people per, you know, every six months or whatever says, yeah, they know. Most people have no idea like what's actually going on, on their site. And we see this, uh, like when was the last time you read the headline that said like, you know, we lost a million uh, account credentials, but we stopped them. You know, we, we, we'd been following them through our system. We saw that they were starting to leak data. And so we turned it off, but we didn't get it off soon enough. But they didn't get a hundred million, but they got the, they got a million, right? You never see that news story, right? Yeah. You, you, you see the news story of like, we lost it all. We lost it all, and we lost it all three months ago. Or a year no, ago. Yeah, we had no idea mm -hmm. until it started being traded on the market, right? So, uh, so like we're, we, we lack a critical insight. And, you know, operations had the same problem. I right? didn't understand what was going on with the systems, uh, performance-wise, everything. Uh, security is quite, quite similar to that. And so being able to instrument and, and see and do, do monitoring and have that sort of security observability is like an important uh, aspect to where I think we, we need to go. So uh, we, we, we've done a lot of the shifting left from similar to, to uh, ops in the early days. And I think we're, we're going to see some more movement on the shift right part. So. It also sounds though, like opportunity there for some better tooling. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, a, a lot of our security tools, you know, from vendors really aren't made for, for that. Right. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, we have so much, so the, you know, a big fighting point in the security vendor space is should we put more uh, focus on security response versus prevention, right? Yeah. Threat intelligence, all of these things. And, and you're right. We we don't have that analog of a data dog, a signal FX, or, or that, for the most part. In, yeah. In, in security. Right. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, because like for and I see that across like so for signal sciences, like we provide that for web applications, but that's not also you know stretching across other boundaries that you need to look at and a and a more fuller picture and. I remember whenever we were launching with Ernest, when Ernest and I were doing cloud stuff uh, at our kind of our first just kind of thing at, over at uh, National Instruments, we had uh, we were trying to find vendors and just monitor, just straight up like operational monitoring vendors. Mm -hmm. And I talked to like, and that was my job. That was my my first first parts of the thing. It's like okay, we built the we built the thing that uh, we had this whole thing we called Pi that spun up our systems, much like Chef and Puppet. But then we said, all right, what are we going to monitor this stuff with? And I started calling monitoring vendors and getting demos and stuff. And it's like, at the end of it, I was like, I just need one that has an API, like just just a, a good working API yeah. that I can like admit can look into something this. else and connect, you know, because this is early days, right? And um, we ended up finding uh, uh, CloudKick at the time, and they, they ended up getting bought and sold, and then we, we moved later on to Datadog. But uh, it was so hard at the time to find that. And I, I feel like security vendors are similar in that space, that they, uh, they struggle from where, uh, like, like when, you know, and, and it's not like we're, we're not alone in this. There's other people in our space that are, are doing uh, things that are, that are helpful for people. But admitting data back to all the systems that you work with, like the Slack and Jira and, and yeah. whatever. Um, but also just being part of like the whole tool chain uh, approach. And I think that's, 
Um, that's a story we're going to see continue to be developed and companies that are adopting that and embracing the idea that they're a piece in the overall tool chain. Like I think th those companies are going to continue to do well. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think you could have like just standalone security monitoring. And so I think security monitoring has to be part of your larger monitoring. That's right. Two or the three, uh, two or three other points I wanted to hit on, get your, uh, okay. Yeah. Your, your uh, opinion on. So, the, the, you know, just like DevOps, same analogy, tools are important. Culture yeah, trumps tools in a lot of places. And we can have the best tools in the world, but until we, until the security people's mindset is changed, and, and we've touched on it in this talk, you know, not saying no anymore and all of that. So how do we go about changing that mindset? Well, one piece of it, James, is at the organizational level. Right, mm -hmm. we, we embrace security. We make them part of the of the team. Yeah. Another part of it, though, is at the community and and industry level, and and we've mentioned it now a few times, and a lot of my friends mention it. And this is the whole: what are security people taught? And I'm not knocking ISC squared or SANS or or any. We've got Let's some. Knock Let's knock them. No. Yeah. I've got, I've got friends on the board there, you know, I, I, I gotta be careful, but I mean, in all honesty, and again, I'm not singling any one of them out, but when security people are being taught to say no, it's very hard for us to come in and say, don't say no. Yeah. Right. Okay. So do we, you know, you know, I'm part, I, I'm one of the co-founders of DevOps Institute. We have a DevSecOps class there that, you know, some of my more enlightened friends have have helped us with. You and Ernest have done a DevSecOps thing. You guys That's do right. Ender and, and stuff like that. But that, those messages, I don't know if they're finding their way into, let's call it mainstream security training. Yeah. The ISC squared CISSP exam, the SANS uh, uh, certifications, and not just those two. There's, there's a half a dozen other very well-known ones. Mm -hmm. Where, how do we, you know, where, where, is 2019 the year we, we make a beachhead there? I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an optimist, Alan, so I would love to say yes to that question. I would love to say yes. But uh, when, you, when you think about it, like, it's, uh, security has a very tough job. Um, they've, found, they've worked themselves into a scenario that uh, they're, they're beholden to uh, compliance and uh, standards and outside bodies. Then they're also uh, you know, of, of influence. And then they also are uh, inside of an organization trying to affect change. But they find themselves uh, at, a, at a very like, inequitable uh, distribution of, of labor. Uh, so so like you have 100 developers, you have 10 operations folks, you may have one security person, right? That's that's a recipe for uh, a problem uh, where they're, they they're all going to have different values. Uh, so I, I don't know if we're just going to automatically fix the culture um, in 2019. I, I will say tools influence uh, tools have an influence on culture, and that uh, you know in the CAMS model or CLAMS model for uh, for DevOps uh, or Comms, I guess people like to call it as well, but. Um, for for the M, uh, for measurement and sharing, I think those are the two pieces that can really help um, influence the culture in a more positive light. And so, uh, you know, security has, you know, we, we have socks and we have like, we, we uh, uh, 
uh, you know, we emit all the data and have people taking, taking concern of this, but we're not, if you're not creating, this is something else that I try to in, try to influence among my security friends. It's like, if you're having any tooling that you're buying, implementing, whatever, but it's not creating a feedback loop to developers, then it's like worthless. You should try it, right? If it's just going to a sock and, you know, someone's doing it, like, that's that's not good, right? There's no there's no there's no developer telemetry out of what's actually happening, um, and so uh, I, I think finding finding products that can help, uh, or or you know whether it's like open source uh, testing tools or uh, or you know instrumentation on the, the right or detection on the left or whatever, but like creating those like uh, I don't know able we're able to have like sort of a virtuous cycle of feedback loops to development. I think that's that's going to be key. Um, I, but I, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say like, no, 2019 is not going to be the year, uh, just because of, just because of the way humans are. But, uh, I would like, but I, I think that it's going to get better. I think, I think it will I get think, better. Here's what I think we need to do, James, and you've right. got a job for the, in this. All right. You and I are both wired into this community. We know people on the ISC squared board. We know SANS instructors. We know the folks at SANS. Yeah. Of all of these places, if if one of the missions of the DevSecOps.org crew, team, community, DevSecOps days, what I do with with my stuff, is to make sure we reach those people and say, hey, we represent a very large piece of this community, and you got to listen to us. Yeah, it's like a voter registration drive, man. Yeah, right? and but you you've got to lead it, right? And and so I'm gonna I'm gonna put the onus back on you, James, and say you can make this a reality. You all right? And like us. Well, let me let me Alan, let me let me tell you how I how I am working on that. So okay. I do have I do have somewhat of a, a plan here or, or an idea here. So I'm working with uh, with several others: uh, Shannon Leitz, Ernest Muller, John Willis, and we're working on the uh, DevSecOps Handbook, which is uh, which is Great. going with IT Revolution, and we're trying to tell those stories of like how DevSecOps uh, is transforming at uh, large companies, small companies, helping people see the new path forward. Um, so hopefully, uh, yeah, that's nineteen. That's uh, the 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 uh, what is it called the like the draft galley copy like we're hoping to have some of those available in 2019 at uh, the DevOps Enterprise Summit uh, version in and then, yeah in uh, either in London or, uh, or Vegas so yeah it depends on you know it's a it's a they run a real great shop over there so it depends on the the schedule for editing and all that stuff um, but fantastic well that's that's a yeah. revelation good so, stuff man so so hopefully 2020 2021 like we'll start to see the industry really really shift you know i um uh, I, I do hope that i've always hoped that things happen sooner than they they do but um but uh they make wine before it's time either my friend right that's true so james i told you this was only going to be 15 or 20 minutes i've got a feeling we're like twice that already yeah but it's okay I think it was a great conversation. People will enjoy it. Um, predict 2019, folks. You can go to it, predict2019.com. James is, of course, with Signal Science. And uh, you should definitely check out their, their site and, and what they've got going on. And also, just a quick reminder, RSA Conference is here March 4th this year. And we are doing our DevOps Connect DevSecOps Days at RSA Monday, March 4th. So if you're going to RSA, come a day early, come in at the Moscone Center. Yeah, 
been there, Shannon, the whole crew is usually. It, it, yeah, if people are listening to this and they haven't been to that, like you got to go. Like yeah. I think that's a that's a very valuable uh, single day track that's really helpful. And also uh, some of the the sponsors and vendors back there, like some of the really forward thinking folks. I mean, it's the it's really like the part of RSA that I feel like has. Um, uh, you know, it's really kind of anchored uh, that for me in my experience at RSA that it's like, oh, okay, like here's here's the crew. Here's what we're trying to do. I can see the yeah. message going out. And uh, I, I love the fact that uh, kind of the vision, did, did you decide to start that or is that? Uh, I yeah, no, of, that was me. That's, that's so good because. Take up stays. I just, you know, I, so I have a relationship with RSA for yeah. 15, 20 years and I originally went to them with it. Um, this is the fifth year we're doing it. I'm I'm really pumped. I mean, yeah. Well, and, and I, thank you for that because basically, like we, I, I'd say one of the ways we make the transition is by going to security events and kind of helping make this happen. Right? Yeah, raising the flag. Uh, yeah, and you you uh, you know that's that is an outpost for uh, for DevOps over at RSA RSA of all conferences. So, yeah, if, it, um, if we could do it there, we could do it anywhere. I, <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> all right, hey James Wicked, Signal Sciences. Thanks for being our guest on this DevOps chat. James, thanks for all you do too for the community and everything else. Keep up the great work, and we'll speak to you soon. All right, thanks, Alan. All right. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com, Security Boulevard. You've just listened to another chat. Have a great day, everyone.